Hello, and welcome to the Built On Air podcast. Built On Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR to receive $20 towards any product purchase. In today's episode, I speak with Andrew Poon, tech guru and software engineer. Andrew started out his career at big tech companies like Google and Yahoo before heading out on his own to start his own company. Andrew is now co-founder of Clockworks, a company focused on making complex approvals easy to set up and manage. After noticing a trend in software as a service, Andrew put on his thinking cap and set out to create a platform to put the power of software in the hands of the consumer and Airtable seemed to be the perfect place to start. He recently launched Clockworks Approvals for Airtable, an easy-to-use plugin that allows you to configure detailed approval flows for anything from digital or print assets to wholesale products. In conjunction with the release, he also published three bases to the Airtable universe, which demonstrate how powerful Clockworks can be. In today's episode, Andrew demos Clockworks Approval System for us. After the initial setup, a formulated link is added to your Airtable base. Upon clicking the link, the user can send emails directly from their base to the people who need to approve the items in question. Clockworks tracks all activity in a beautifully simple interface, allowing you to see the history of approvals, denials, and comments. Check out the show notes for more information on Clockworks and links to their universe bases. Hi, Andrew. Thank you for joining me on Built on Air. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, so you went from a big tech company, a couple of big tech companies actually, Google and Yahoo, to doing your own independent thing and starting a business of your own. And I'm really interested in hearing about the differences between those two, that dichotomy there. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I started at, at Google and moved on to Yahoo and then only recently started this company. Um, and obviously there are major differences is one of the biggest ones is, you know, at Yahoo and Google, there are whole teams to do what basically you need to do yourself um, in a small company. Um, but kind of, I was very excited about that challenge. And, you know, I just started Clockworks with my partner, Derek, just a couple of months ago. Um, and we've learned a lot about what's going on there. But the good news is there are a whole lot of tools and things that you can use um, to get started that weren't available, you know, 10 years ago. So that's really uh, a huge improvement there. Um, and, you know, so we started Clockworks a couple months ago. We see a trend where there are more and more kind of specialized software as a service offerings out there, kind of similar to microservices. And we really want to make it super simple and easy to connect those SaaSes into more or less apps that small businesses can use to customize um, their use cases and and, and kind of finish what to meet their business needs. Absolutely. And that, that certainly is the trend nowadays with everybody, no code and people, anybody who you don't necessarily have to have a background in technology to jump on one of these apps and understand it. Exactly. Really That's great. So, so what was your inspiration behind Clockworks? And can you just tell, talk about a little bit about exactly what it is? Yeah. So um, Clockworks, we, you know, we, we just launched our first prototype, but the, the basic idea of Clockworks is if you think of different software as a service companies, basically as building little functions, the, the overall vision of Clockworks is that 
um, we want to make it super easy for you to kind of put them together to build a very specific um, app that kind of meets your use case, right? And so the first prototype we just launched and we're looking for beta customers for is uh, really simple. You basically can add an approval process into your Airtable in just a couple of clicks. Um, and so you, if you wanted a simple, I don't know, purchase request form, vacation or holiday tracker, equipment checkout um, approval, you can you know, think of our first product as a plugin into Airtable that starts working right away. And it allows you to do complicated approval workflows really, really simply in a place where you know we imagine you're already doing a lot of your work in Airtable already. Right. So, th so this kind of takes like the the like middleman out of it. So in a way, it's kind of a replacement for that Zapier, all the steps that you have to put together. This is just a link you click that does it for you. Correct? That's right. Right. So we're trying to experiment with not having you have to kind of create every single step along the way like you would you might have to with Zapier um, and kind of building like a little mini function or a little mini app that you just kind of plug in right away. And we think that if you can have a lot of these, it's just a lot easier for you to manage and kind of look at the overall business kind of function that you want accomplished rather than have to worry about all of the little details that you need to do. Oh, after I receive, I don't know, this email or this new record shows up, what has to happen next? Like, I don't want to have to think about that. Um, you know, we really want you to focus on what you do best and we'll take care of kind of the, the details and just make it work right out of the box. That's super exciting. I definitely, I'm excited to try it out as well. Um, so what kind of use cases are you seeing with your initial rollout? Yeah, actually, you know, what I was most surprised about for some of our early customers is that they all have, you know, an approval or kind of request based system. You can think of it as, you know, somebody has a pipeline, they, they, they have an ultimate goal, they want to have, you know, a purchase, and then it goes all the way down through to um, an approval, but then actually it needs to get purchased and then actually deployed in the business. And so if you think of that as a pipeline, you know, you can think of our product basically as something that kind of shepherds things down that pipeline for you. And, you know, I think what I was most surprised about was that people have very complicated pipelines that are not, you know, out of the box. So a good example is we actually launched or released a an Airtable universe, something we call Clockworks approvals for buyers. Mm -hmm. And there are people that basically will um, have kind of a centralized buyer role. So everybody makes a request into this one buyer that buyer will then um, go and search out specific bids for um, an item. And then they will actually initiate the buyer, the approval process from there. And this is obviously for more industrial or production level things. So they will actually go and source raw materials being bought for, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then actually have that streamlined from there. So I was just impressed about how complicated the air tables that people create are. And then on top of that, how kind of custom they need the approval logic that happens uh, from there. So, you know, they have rules that say, if it's over a certain amount of money, then I want these people to approve it. But what's more than that, um, there may be like an extraordinary purchase that requires yet another layer of approvals. And all this, you know, you can kind of make sense of, but it's just like you need a lot of flexibility to be built in in order to actually accomplish what the person who's creating the process has in mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can set this up and say, 
you know, send for approval and get the approval, but there's all these other little steps that have to happen in between. And has that been challenging trying to meet all of those uh, different requirements? Yeah, you know, the, the, the thing we're trying to do is build something that is really intuitive for you to set up, but isn't, you know, a thousand steps for you have to worry about, right? Um, so hopefully we're striking that balance and, you know, in the demo, I'll show you a little bit later, I'll show you how you can kind of create something super complicated from just a few options. And that's the, that's the idea that we want to do. I mean, the other thing I've learned is that a lot of people think about, you know, the high level of what they want. But then when you get into the details, you know, you really have to think about, oh, in this situation, what do I want to happen next? Um, so there's a lot of thinking about that as you go along, as you're kind of creating the Airtable. You probably know this because uh, you've probably talked to a lot of clients and have create, you're, created your own complex Airtables. You actually have to step back a lot and think about the process, and then you have to jump into the details and think about you know, the, the, the specific you know, um, settings that you want within the Airtable to make it work. Absolutely. And it's funny because it's, I mean, you, it's referred to as like no code, but it, at the same time, it's like you really have to think about it like a programmer because you can't just throw it all together and then expect it to work. You have to say, yes, what happens next after this step? Yeah. Cetera. What happens if it doesn't go as planned, which is often what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, you know, we're both developers, so, you know, we're used to, you know, like, if we wanted to do something, we're like, why not just do it this way? And so um, it's a little bit more direct when you write your own code, but obviously, um, in order to make it work, you, you, you know, you need to think about how to make that work for kind of anybody who's just thinking about their business and their, the impact on their business. They don't want to care about how to write the function and how to make sure it works all the time. And so that's the kind of challenge that we try to straddle. Absolutely. No, that's really cool. Um, I'm interested, how, how did you find Airtable? Like, um, when did you start using it? Yeah, it's really funny. Um, you know, a long time ago, you know, this, I want to say two and a half years ago or something like that, a colleague that I was working with said, hey, have you heard of this startup called Airtable? And I was like, oh, you know, no, I haven't, but I'll, I'll go check it out. So I went to their website, I played around with their product, and I was like, you know, who would want a relational database as a spreadsheet? That doesn't make any sense at all. And, you know, <laughs> fast forward to two years from later, and I'm talking to a bunch of clients who basically run their whole business on Airtable. I'm like, I guess I'm eating my words there. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, uh, we're, we're a new company also. So we use Airtable for kind of almost anything you can imagine. If you, if you think of a business function, we've put it into Airtable. You know, we have, you know, a campaign tracker, a basic CRM. We have a list of ideas that we want to pursue. We have a list of big trends that we think are really interesting. And, you know, I can't say that we do a lot of marketing automation or anything automation right now because we just got started, mm -hmm. but we can see how Airtable kind of, you know, Airtable gets a lot of the small user interface things right. And it kind of makes people say like, I love using this product. What else can I do with it, right? <laughs> And so, you know, the follow-on question after that is, now that I'm doing it on Airtable, you know, how can I kind of make this automatic? And that's kind of what inspired us to build our first prototype on Airtable. That's awesome. So exciting. And is, um, uh, have you had any challenges? Is there anything that you've tried to put in Airtable that you weren't able to do? Yeah, for sure. As you can imagine, you know, we, we love Airtable's um, API because it's, you know, really powerful and well-documented for what it does in its scope. But as you can imagine, as developers, we always want more. So, you know, if we could ask for, for one thing, 
there, it would be, you know, it kind of assumes Airtable already, assume, the Airtable API assumes that you already understand the overall data model of the Airtable that you're accessing via programmatically. Mm -hmm. um, we'd love to see a, a way to get a lot more of the metadata of the Airtable, which allows us mm -hmm. to kind of make the programmable pro programmatic changes without actually breaking anything too much um, for the structure of our customers. So, you know, it's really awesome that we can make the changes directly, but if it breaks what the customer is trying to do, then that's that's kind of a challenge overall. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think one thing I think would be really useful would be like the ability to pull a schema out of the base and actually see what is linked to what, like from a bird's eye view. Because I'm often trying to create them myself and I, having to switch back and forth and you don't always remember which way you set it up. And I think that exactly. Yeah. You know, more I found is that, you know, we spend a lot of time coordinating with our customer about changes that they want to make rather than under like we could just read what's happening. If, like you said, we could get the overall schema really easily and we, we just can't get that from the API right now. Absolutely. Well, maybe, maybe it'll be like a block someday where it can just automatically say, hey, here's all your fields and your tables and this is how it's all linked together. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that would, that would be great to kind of get that overview because it is a database, right? And database changes are typically can break things that are kind of downstream from it really easily traditionally. So um, that's something that, you know, is a real challenge. And um, it's, but it's really awesome that Airtable is able to do what it's able to do um, via that kind of user-friendly kind of spreadsheet-like interface. Absolutely. So you're using it to manage the new business that you are coming out with that interfaces with Airtable as well, which I think is really interesting. It's kind of like kind of meta in itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of meta. We, we use Airtable ourselves as users, but obviously we are developing on top of it. You know, where we want to go with our business is we don't just want to build on top of Airtable, but we just thought Airtable was such a wonderful starting point because obviously people love it and are engaged with it. Um, and we just wanted to see, we, you know, at the end of the day, we really just wanted to talk to a bunch of customers that have real problems mm -hmm. and understand what, how we could help solve them. And, you know, it, Airtable just felt like such a natural place to get started there. Absolutely. And that's, I, I think every day you go on the forums and there's just question after question about, you know, how can I make this work and how can I make that work? And they're all so vastly different. It's just so crazy to me how everybody, most Airtable users, it's just from every walk of life and every industry. That's right. Um, and I, I see you're always in the Airtable forums. That's actually how we got connected in the first place. You're super helpful in <laughs> helping all those um, people get just acclimated and making them feel welcome in the community. So I reached out to you because I saw that you were probably one of the top posters um, just because I wanted to thank you for, for being helpful with Airtable to all those different, you know, like people with all different kinds of backgrounds and all different kinds of kind of needs. Um, and so that's been really helpful overall too. And that's kind of why we started by posting in the community just to mm -hmm. see if people kind of had the same problem that we thought um, they would have with approvals. And obviously we want to go beyond approvals pretty quickly, but it, it just felt like a, 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 an easy starting point that, you know, is really complicated to have to think through, but it's something that I think a lot of businesses really need. Absolutely. And, and I think no matter what industry you're in, you have some sort of approval process that needs to happen no matter what. I mean, any role that you're in, 
whether it's you're asking for a day off or you're a buyer that's buying $100,000 worth of wood or metal or whatever it may be. Um, it's, I think that fits every, uh, it fits a lot of different needs and use cases. Um, yeah, one surprise that I've had was um, that there are some really large companies that want this kind of thing, more like as a manager who's, you know, like trying to figure out a hiring pipeline or, you know, wants to do her own, you know, personal development kind of thing and wants like some lightweight approval process that doesn't require, you know, a huge customization of something that they've already built uh, themselves. So that was something that um, we've been talking to a bunch of like larger companies, like managers in larger companies about as well. Awesome. So, so the, you're doing the approvals thing and what's next? Like, do you have anything on the pipe in the pipeline planned? Well, to be honest, we still got to make this approval thing work. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we just released it and we've got, uh, you know, a handful of customers using it, but you know, as we're learning a lot about what they care about and what they want as, as it's live right now. And, you know, every day we think of like a dozen new features to make this work just super well. And that's what we really care about. We want to make things just very intuitive, work all the time and, and work from there. But, you know, what's next? We actually have uh, lots of bigger ideas about, you know, how people that don't code normally should be able to um, connect APIs, build applications. It's not really like a language in that way, but you know, we want to really experiment with making no code something that is as powerful as being able to code um, without having to, to work that way. You know, it, it, it's intimidating, I think, to open and view a terminal or look at code and try to make sense of what's happening with it. And mm -hmm. so I think that there's a lot of value we can add in making the thing work exactly the way you want it to work, as though it's custom code, but um, not actually having to code. And that's that's a challenge that I think a lot of people have tried and we're excited to try to um, take our own view on it and 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 release something that's that's in that area as well. Awesome. And so, so you had mentioned the, uh, not wanting to just stick with Airtable. Is there anything else you're like branching out into? You know, we, we started with Airtable um, because we we just love how intuitive the user experience is, but there are, are a whole bunch of other, you know, I like to call them collaborative bases where, you know, people get together and they're trying to, you know, collaborate to get some shared objective done. And we think of something like approvals as something that is a process within that larger collaboration center that mm -hmm. you want to get done. So. Anything that is kind of these new modern SaaS products that are out there um, that allow you to collaborate together, but you want kind of an approval process within it, we're kind of looking to expand in there. And the good news is we've built our product so that it's not tied directly to Airtable. It's kind of the approval logic is running independently of that. So it's just a matter of connecting our own products with those different APIs. So you can think of Google Suite as really big ones, Microsoft 65. Um, also, but you know, 365, sorry. And then, um, but there are a whole bunch of other kind of collaboration hubs that we want to enable approvals to, to work really well on. So um, hopefully we'll launch a lot of those uh, coming up soon too. That's super exciting. Well, I can't wait to hear more about Clockworks. That's super cool. Yeah, stay tuned. Absolutely. All right, so you're gonna show us how Clockworks works and I'm very yeah. excited to see this.
All right, so let's just dive in. You can see that I've opened up an Airtable here and I've actually already connected Clockworks Automation into it. Um, that's a fairly simple process that we can go through later if we have time. But just, just for the sake of just diving into the demo, I already set it up already. Mm -hmm. So awesome. in this Airtable, we've already set this up to have two uh, tables within it. One is the assets. So for this kind of Airtable, we kind of imagine a use case where maybe you're a graphics designer and you have a lot of clients and you make a lot of logos. So you want to manage all of those digital assets in Airtable. And what we want to do is add some add automation that allows you to kind of get feedback and get approval from your clients or maybe internal stakeholders really easily. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can imagine anything from like a photographer uploading digital proofs to, um, you know, maybe an architect with floor plans, maybe, uh, you know, like I said, a graphics designer uploading UI designs or, or logos or, you know, anything that you can kind of upload into Airtable that is fairly visual in nature. Yes. So you can see this is a list of those things. If I switch over to the people roles table, um, this is actually a very simple approvals process where we just name the people that we want to have to be approvers mm -hmm. and their contact information, and then we change their role to approver. And so if I go back to Airtable, I'm just going to give you a quick um, demo of what happens if you wanted to get started. So this is actually the image that we use on our website. This is our feature image. And you can see that I've already set it up for to ask Benjamin and Sarah to be the approvers here. So if I click on this link here, we you can see that we sucked in the information like Ben and Sarah as the approvers. Mm -hmm. And you can see below, this is a, a zoom in of the asset, which you can click through and see the larger version of. So before I do this, I'm going to ask Ben and Sarah, what do you think of this as our feature image? Submit it for approval. You can see that, great. Um, I'm Clockworks Demo in this case. Um, we've moved it on to Benjamin as the first user. If I switch back to the, oops, sorry, this is in the way here. If I switch back to the tracker, you can see that it's moved to in progress automatically. Mm -hmm. And if I go over to air to my email, um, you can see that Ben has received an email um, asking for uh, uh, approval for this request. So Ben is going to open it, and you can see that here we have a module that's the approval module, and he's going to say, love it, and submit. And you can see that he has now uh, approved it, and it's moved on to Sarah um, pretty intuitively. And then if you go back to the Airtable, you can see it's still in progress because we're waiting on both Sarah and Ben. Mm -hmm. And actually, while we're waiting for the next email to come in, I'm just going to show you that you know it's pretty easy for you to add approvers. You can just kind of click on and add them. And what we'll do is we'll just go in the sequence that appears in Airtable. But if you wanted to change the order of that, you could just you know drag and drop as, as it goes. So OK, okay. now I'm going to go back to, um, and also as the Airtable owner, you can always view this and take a look at the status as it goes. And you can see that this is a little bit of a different view than what the approvers see, but very similar um, from, what, from what, we, what we had before. So now I'm going to go back to um, email and see that Sarah now received this email, same same kind of information, respond to the request. But this time, Sarah's going to say, you know, I don't love it. I'm actually, I actually think that, let's say, I don't know, the um, call out box, I think, should be larger. Um, can we also add a gradient? And she's going to return it with feedback. So you can see actually that this has changed states again. Um, and if I go back to Airtable again, 
you can see that it's changed. Oops, it hasn't changed. If you just give it a second, it'll change to return with feedback. And if I click on the link here, you can see that we've reset the approval. Uh -huh. And um, I can see the comments as the requester um, so that I can make those changes. Um, also, if I go back to email, I should also receive the notification for that user. Still hasn't gone in yet. Just need to give it a second. But actually, what I'm going to do is, uh, while we're waiting, I'm going to add an attachment here and upload it just while we're waiting. There it and went. You can see this is a new, this is the new asset that we uploaded. Close that. Actually, I could probably delete the first one. That's no big deal. Okay. Okay. You can see that it came in return with feedback um, from the polling. So now I'm going to go as the requester and I'm going to resubmit and just say, what do you think? Of this piece. Resubmit for approval. You can see that we still have all of the history here. It's actually gone back to Ben because it's changed and we expect that he needs to approve again. Mm -hmm. You can also see a quick summary of all of the kind of activity rather than just the comments if you toggle here. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm going to go back to email. Um, this is the, this, the email that was sent to the requester saying, hey, this Sarah returned this with feedback. And this is the email that went to Ben after I resubmitted it. And mm -hmm. I'm going to respond to that. And he's going to say, still love it. <laughs> and submit. And then um, you can see now it's going to go to Sarah. And you can kind of scroll through here and see that the status continues to be there. And again, I can go back here as the owner. Oops, I just added a new row. And I can still see the progress as, as it's kind of going along. We're just going to wait a second. Sorry, email kind of takes a while for some reason to show up sometimes. Especially during live demos. I know. We, well, <laughs> we know that we send the email right away, but for whatever reason, the email doesn't show up right away. So we just got to wait a second for it to show up. Of course. Oh, there it goes. Email showed up. Um, so now Sarah received the email. I can respond to the request now. And this time she's going to say, I love it. Ship it. <laughs> she doesn't want to be the person that always blocks it. And then so now I'm going to go back up to Airtable. And it should in a second just change to approved and we're done. That is so cool. Honestly. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's taking just a few seconds to update. But um, yeah, that was the first Airtable that we kind of set up. And it's, you know, set up for kind of one person to manage all of their stuff and then kind of approve things from there. And if we have time, I don't know if we do, um, I wanted to show you a, a similar Airtable with similar approvals, but kind of a whole different kind of use case. Yeah, so let's just dive into that. I'm just going to close these windows really quickly. So this is uh, a different Airtable already set up with Clockworks Automation in it. And this is, as you can see, something for, let's say, sales proposals. So the use case we imagined for this is you have a whole team of sales. They want, before it's been, um, before they send out a proposal to a client, they may want it approved by a sales manager or the CFO or anybody else that you want approved. This one allows you to do a lot more complicated kind of approval logic. So as you can see here, this is a summary of the request. This is you know who the salesperson is, who the customer is, allows you to upload the specific proposal. I'll talk about urgency in a second. And then if I go to the people roles table, you can see that here um, I've set up pe people's names and email addresses, but also 
Um, and I've included roles like the first approver, second approver, and third approver. As you can imagine here, this is going to be sequential or serial. But in a second, I'll show you how you can do much more complicated and cool kind of prop flows, uh, approval flows, after I go through a quick demo of the first one. So here, we also have a form that you can share with, let's say, the salespeople. And I'm just going to fill out this form as John and say, this is a Clockworks um, quarterly renewal. And for urgency, this basically just determines how frequently we send out reminders. So if this were really urgent, we would just keep on sending reminders every hour. But I'm going to choose daily reminders. I'm going to request a response in a couple of days. I'm going to say the customer's clockworks. And I'm going to just quickly attach the file here. Sorry, this might take a second. Oh, that's pretty fast for Airtable. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to select new um, and click submit. And I'm going to go back up here to Airtable. And you can see that um, there's this new, new new field here. And actually, we've already picked it up to be in progress. A new, a new request would be new, but we're polling and looking for this change. So it actually changed to in progress already. So what that means is we already sent the email to the first approver. So I'm going to go to email, jump really quickly to this one. This is the first e request, the first, sorry, approver, Jackie, who received it. But we also sent an email to John, the requester, just letting him know that the request was picked up and the approval request was sent out. So just like what we saw before, I'm actually just going to go very quickly because you saw this in the previous um, flow that it, here's, the here's the request here that I can take a look at. And I'm just, gonna I'm just going to approve it. Go back to the air table. You can still see it's in progress. Go back and maybe wait for a long time for the email to show up. Oh, okay, it came up pretty quickly. <laughs> um, here's here. John submitted it. This is Janelle that is now needs needing to approve. I'm just going to really fly through this because you've already seen this demo. Okay, we got the email now, and so I'm just going to respond to this request. You can see it's the same information. I'm just going to approve just to to get this going a little bit more. Um, so the last thing I just wanted to show before we finish the demo is if you go to the people roles table, you can really ch change the approval logic really easily here for each request that's coming in. So I'm going to make Jackie actually the kind of tier one approver pool, and then I'm going to make keep Danelle in that same pool, and I'm going to add Madeline as tier two, and make Sarah also as tier two. So what we can do, what we do here is we send in parallel to Jackie and Janelle, everybody in tier one, um, the approval. Mm -hmm. And then basically, either Jackie or Janelle can approve on behalf of everybody in tier one, right? And um, similarly, Madeline and Sarah will both receive the next level of approvals. And any either one of them can approve on behalf of everybody in that, in that pool. Um, so actually, this is something that we didn't expect that anybody needed, but we actually found that people did. So. Um, this is kind of an example where anybody can approve in one pool, but um, just one person needs to approve. And as you can imagine, we also allow logic like parallel, I'm going to show you in a second, where I make Jackie, Janelle, and you know John all parallel approvers. And in this case, John, Janelle, and Jackie will all receive the request all at the same time, and they can approve independently, but it doesn't change to approve until everybody has approved um, altogether. So that's another kind of approval logic that you do. And you know, we've seen customers 
do super complicated things like do a lookup for the manager and then look do a lookup for the VP and then um, decide you know to do a tiered and then parallel approver. So it kind of you can imagine how complicated the logic can get, but with just a few of these different settings and kind of the structure of Airtable put together, you can really make something super complicated uh, really, really quickly, just with just a few kind of selections. And the beauty of our system is that, let's say I've changed the logic to parallel now, the next proposal that comes in here will be viewed as a parallel approver, so approval. So you can kind of iterate on the process really, really quickly um, you know, down to the request level and kind of view it as, you know, by just clicking on the link to see what um, style that you're kind of, what, what kind of process you're using um, really quickly. So that was a quick demo. Hopefully you can come take a look at the videos and our features on getclockworks.com and you're excited to try, try out our approval automation. I will mention right now that we are in closed beta, so please sign up and we'll send you a quick uh, invitation when we're ready to accommodate you. Awesome. And we'll definitely put that link in the show notes for anyone that's listening. That's super, super cool. I'm very impressed. Like I honestly, like I definitely, I could see a thousand use cases for that. And, and I know you talked about how it was, I mean, that you might be able to set up the same thing with Zapier and Airtable and just natively, but it, that doesn't, you'd have to set up so many different things to ca capture those comments and that history of it being rejected, then approved, then resubmitted. And I love that you have it all laid out there with everybody's comments right there. Yeah, the comments section is something that we are going to work a lot on because it seems like uh, a lot of people really want to be able to chat real time about a very specific situation. Think of it as, you know, we have a shared goal that we're trying to get to and we want to collaborate really quickly on it. We're kind of allowing you to, we're kind of creating a place where you can focus on that one task together. So, so that's an area that I think is really important and, um, you know, kind of returning with feedback and being able to share with some uh, comment on something really quickly and having a record on it so you can see how efficiently or inefficiently it's happening, I think is really useful for a lot of our clients. Absolutely. No, that's super, super cool. I'm honestly like, I, I'm going to go sign up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We'd love to have you as a, as a beta tester. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for showing that to us. That was wonderful. Thank you, Allie. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. And thank you for chatting with me today. It's been great having you on the show. Thanks for, thanks for having me as well. And hi, mom. <laughs> awesome. I'll say it too. Hi, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you.